Well, praise the Lord. Amen. See, what's what's so much fun about this is is that now as as the word continues and as we reflect on what has been spoken, you're going to see how the Lord. I'm sorry for your first name again, Dan, Dan and his wife Sue. Sue spoke that for your edification and confirmation. Amen. Amen. We had our deacons and elders meeting this morning. And I just want you to know of how much your leadership loves you. You need to know that. Their commitment unto the Lord on your behalf is immeasurable. For many of us, we don't understand or realize what's given to serve the Lord and in that serving you. And this isn't to bring any notification or... Uh, acolytes to man. You just need to know how much you are loved by your leadership. And see, it's wonderful for us to get away, though I don't often like to go away, but it's important for us. Jesus always went outside of the camp, right? Get a different perspective when you get outside of the camp. And so I've had this opportunity to listen to the word that Sean brought last Sunday in this continuous thread. I don't know if you go to the website or go to BuzzFeed, but it's important because faith comes by hearing. hearing. And often we're distracted in here because we either are doing coffee hour or food bank or we might have a roast in the oven at home. So sometimes we get distracted or there'll be something that's said and then we kind of rapid track and then we miss the next three or four minutes. But what's important for me is is that as I begin to uh, assess, evaluate, discern the very things that are transpiring in our lives, our everyday life, because I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Sean was very thorough about the times of the seasons, if you will, from Passover to Tabernacles, the seasons of events that transpire. We can read all through the New Testament and that surely describe Jesus' life. Amen. But your and my life is intertwined with God's calendar. And what Paul, Paul, might as well call him Paul, what Sean Wilder, the anointed person who spoke last Sunday, was describing as of this transformation. All of us are going through an adversity, some difficulty, are we not? And it seems to be something that is often before us every time we come together. But what I want you to understand is is your story is more than just about you. We talk about Psalms 139, that story, that book written concerning you. Once you accept Jesus Christ into your life, then that book that's been written before you even entered your mother's womb is then activated. And all the things that God had planned and purposed for your life now has the empowerment to see fulfillment come. So in turn, all of these areas in our lives, we can look to the very things that God is allowing to transpire because it's all part of your story. Now this is important because we can often look at all the negative things and we keep hoping for something better. Right? But I have to tell you, we're in the midst of the better. And there's yet more to come and even better things to come. But I want you to kind of take this journey with me, if you will, according to the word, to be able to understand 
why we find ourselves where we are and the things that take place. Now, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to start with verse 6, okay? Now, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that our excellence of the power may be of God, this is important, and not of ourselves. We are hard-pressed in every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Now listen to this. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our flesh, or in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. What Paul was trying to say is, is that the very persecutions, the work of the cross, the very things that I experience were for the benefit of the people that they could see the power of God's work in an individual. Because everything is based upon relationships. Everywhere that Paul went, they saw, they knew his history. Did he not persecute Christians? Did he not send them to death? But yet that which was the story also, which every time he went before a magistrate, he didn't try to justify anything. He just said, let me tell you my story. I was on a horse. I was a Jew amongst all Jews. I was the Pharisee amongst Pharisees. I knew the Old Testament. I persecuted Jews. But I then had an encounter with this person, Jesus Christ. So it's no different. Paul was trying to say, the very things that are taking place in my life are for someone else's benefit. Surely for Paul, obviously salvation is an important key. But yet our life is that which is always an open book for others to see. I want to explain. Jesus, from his baptism to his death, resurrection. Everything that transpired in his life. If you look at the very things that took place, it was all about revealing the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, Sean talked about the very first miracle recorded, and that was what turned water into wine. Amen? Now, when we see every aspect of the life of Jesus and the things that transpired, now this is important. Amen? Healing on the Sabbath, the demonstration of revealing the Father, what followed it? Adversity, conflict. Delivering the man of demons. Adversity. Jesus was called the devil. Bringing the word of salvation. What came? Adversity. He was betrayed. Speaking the truth in love. More adversity. Beaten. Crucified. It was a conflict between heaven and earth. Jesus was that conduit. He was that which then allowed the Father to be revealed in a world that needs to be reclaimed, restored. Your and my life is no different. 
if you stop and think about the progress from the time that you were baptized, variations of that which is by water but also by the Spirit, the very things, the conflict, the very things that take place in our life, surely is this transformation, if you will, that Sean was talking about. We're being transformed on the inside. Ephesians 4 says that we are to equip you into the fullness until the very fullness of the image of Christ, which means all of these aspects that Paul was talking about, all of these places in his life where others to see the power of God transform a person's life. Is your life any different? Stop and think about it, probably even before you were baptized. Places that came into your life. Many of us face places where we could have died easily, but God's hand was upon us. When we're coming into this time now as a family and the people of God, it's important for us to realize Jesus was about miracles, the hand of God transforming and changing people's life through his life. Surely adversity followed. Surely persecution follows. But what does that do? That then causes the old man to then fall or pass away. Every time we come into a point of conflict, we're so excited about the miracles. When God uses our testimony and something very exciting happens, somebody comes to the store and all of a sudden you feel this awareness of the Holy Spirit. It's more than just a mental ascent or um, just feeling sorry for someone. There's this compassion of the spirit man and you might just say something that opens up the heart of that person. And then what usually follows? Adversity, some kind of conflict. Boss tells you not to be preaching at work. Or the devil starts saying, no, you shouldn't have been saying that. It's the wrong place to do that. See, our life right now, when we begin to see the power of God's hand, we are the miracle, but yet God is using us to reveal himself in and through the very things that we put our hand to. And so as this transformation and this life change that continues to take place, it's just so wonderful for me to watch what's taking place with you. When I said the leadership loves you, the very things that are transforming in your life, what's so important is, is that we now start to have an expectation of not, well, what's going to hit me today, right? What adversity is coming my way? No, how is the Father going to reveal himself in and through me, which probably will stir up some demonic realm? If you're effectively being used by God, then you're surely going to stir up that which is against the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Right? And so in these next days and the very weeks and the months that are transpiring in your life, he's given this opportunity. This transformation also causes us to see differently. We can't use the natural eye because the faith and the substance of things hoped for are those things that are not yet seen. So when we leave today, what will be our expectation? Well, yesterday was pretty bad, so probably today will be equal to it. Right? No, it's an expectation of saying, all right, Father, how will you use my life to reveal yourself, to reveal your son, and in turn, what's going to transpire out of that? What's going to be the effectual change? Surely we come into this presence and we say, Father, oh, it's just so wonderful to be in your presence in this place in my heart. Uh, I need to have changed or the very things that we're believing for in our testimony. But what transpires in and through that is, is that then we begin to see that people are watching this open book. And the important part is, Paul, Paul, sorry about that, Sean, kept talking about focusing on that which is the transformation, 
the very things that the kingdom is advancing, the very life that you're making a difference in. See, if your life was not making a difference, if you were just a good Samaritan and just being a nice person, there's less conflict because you're not colliding with the demonic realm. What you're doing is, is you're taking that which presently the devil is trying to hold on to. And every time you step forward, right, you're then taking that place. Ephesians 1 speaks about in the administration of all things, when Jesus returns, he's going to gather all things in Christ, both in heaven and in earth. So every time you claim that which is his in the earth, when he comes, what will be awaiting him? Because the authority, that which has come inside of you, Christ, is not your power, but his power, that then is transforming, it's advancing, it's changing this upper valley, it's changing the home, everything that transpires, the atmosphere where you be. It's just so wonderful to watch this setting of your lives. Uh, we're talking about the food bank in these next couple of months. We once had 29, there's like 36 people now that are going to be involved with all these outreaches for the food bank. Were we just doing a good work of the food bank? Surely we are. But what's advancing through that? The kingdom. You're making a difference. There'll be people that have uh, probably been a while since they saw Jeanette. Thank you. But God will orchestrate relationships that you've had and people will come up to you and say, well, aren't you Jeanette? So now, as much as there is expectation for what they're going to be doing for the food bank, what's expectation is inside of you, Ben? See, every day we should be looking forward to saying, Father, how will you reveal yourself through me? How are you going to release the life of your son in and through me? Because when the fullness of the stature comes, then all that's left is Jesus himself. And the one scripture that I thought was really good here, and this is verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore speak. This is all about the substance of faith. Those things hope for. So when you arise tomorrow, when you walk out these doors, we've been talking about the food bank at our deacons and elders meeting. It so impacted me. It does, but even more so the last Sunday that we were there during friends and family. There's more people that are revealing that they have cancer. They have an illness. They have a disease. They have a need for something that's outside of themselves. Well, who might that be? That's you. And so everything that we're doing in the very aspect of our life and the things, it's a, transform, uh, it's a transformation, yes, inside, but it's for others to see. And so as we walk into these next days and months and weeks, I want you just to kind of be mindful of, yes, there's adversity. There's always going to be adversity if you're advancing the kingdom. But yet also let that which is the uh, life, the story that you are living and people are watching, let it tell the story. Be mindful of it. And let your life continue to invade those places where others have hopelessness. Even when you go to the grocery store or the workplace, 
watching Kyle and Lynn at our last setting. It's the first wedding I've ever done at the kingdom. Sean mentioned that. In the, granted, it's the Disney kingdom, but there's always a type and shadow. And this young couple, watching what transpired, it poured at the rehearsal on Friday. I mean, it poured. The rain was going sideways. Everybody was soaked. Some people couldn't arrive because of the rain was so bad. But then we... Mm-hmm. The rain and the heat, everybody got their portion. So that Saturday morning, it was raining again. So we got inside the cab, and then it stopped raining by the time we got there. And for any of you that saw the pictures, everything just opened up. These bellowing clouds, the blue sky, the water that was able to go outdoors. And in turn, for two young people, God orchestrated for all of you to be able to be a part of his hand in what he was doing, the covenant. Sean talked about that first miracle at the wedding. Every one of these settings that we find ourselves in, you stop and think about it. The disciples, when they walked out their miracles, when they walked out their adversity, when they walked out their persecution and difficulty, do you think they had any understanding of the impact that they would have 2,000 years later? No. Is your life any different? I'm serious. Is your life any different? Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you one who has given yourself to allow the Lord to use you as he will to bring salvation to the earth? So should that be any different for you than they because of the impact that our life is being made and it isn't in our own power? And many of us, and Sean again, I'm just kind of reiterating the things that Sean spoke about. We've heard this thread. Debbie talked about the stirring up of the gifts. It's not our own ability. But I believe, and I, I thank Dan for adding to that this morning, because our moving forward now is not going to be anticipating adversity. Crushed but not perplexed. That will always be with us, but yet acknowledging and recognizing what next is God about to do in my life and through my life that's going to affect somebody else's life to advance the kingdom. And so even in our worship, there was a yielding. You could sense that. The Lord wanted to move into a place this morning. The Ron Cannoli, it's awesome. It's power. It's excitement. It gets us driven. But then when we reach into the realm of the Spirit, that's when earth begins to join the heavenly choir and all of those in Christ that are worshiping before the Lord. We're not bringing it down. Come on, we've got to get past that mentality. We're not bringing it down. No, we're ascending into the chorus, into that church of the firstborn, those just men made perfect, a cloud of witnesses, and soon all of the earth will be filled with his glory, joining heaven, and then there'll be no separation. Amen? So I know the summer's been what it has been, and I know there's lots of things going on, but allow yourself to then look at the very things. I mean, I look at Belinda and she's asking the very same questions. This is her third husband that she's lost. Please, by all means. Yes. 
like how do you live your life when you find out that you know they are terminal and sadly it was only five weeks and you have to look at the good side because he didn't suffer that long and the way he went at the end we believe it went to his heart and killed him sooner but I wanted to share what happened on 4th of July because none of our 4th of Julys have been good because of different things going on in our lives so 4th of July I went to Hampton Beach and went to a childhood friend's house and she shared Bob's birthday, and when she talked about things, it was like hearing Bob again. So I promised I wouldn't ruin anybody's time. I danced a little bit, and then something kept telling me, go to the water, go to the water. Well, it's dangerous to go to the water by yourself, and you know, there's a lot of intoxicated people, and everybody like, oh, don't go by yourself. And I said, I'm not alone. Mm. So then I sat there, and I was talking to God, and I, you know, even though I, I had my answers, I still had to ask why out loud. And I'm speaking, and there was a young lady dressed in an American flag. And she's sitting not far away, and I said, I know you want to be alone, but do you mind if I sit here? Because I felt safe in my surrounding right there. And she said, okay, but neither one of us alone. It sounds like you're talking to the same person I am. And I thought that was really sweet. So then when it was time to go to the water, she come up from behind me, and she's walking fully dressed in an American flag. It was beautiful. <laughs> and... I had flowers, red for me, blue for Bob, and then a stranger gave me yellow flowers. So I had the stranger throw them in the water. But then right after that, I sit down again, and then I get up again, and all the same people are gone. And there was a new crowd of people, and then I realized my phone was gone. This phone had pictures of Bob and mm. Bella and Eric, which there was no other pictures. And yet it's material, it still broke my heart. And in Spanish, I yelled, how do I say it? If I say it right again, Dios mío, which is oh my God, donde está mi teléfono? And out of the blue, there was a Spanish woman right there who answered me in Spanish, and my phone was digging out of the dirt. And it was just a reminder that you know, yes, we found it. It's a material object. And when I called out to God, He was still there with me. And this woman heard me. And it just it just showed so many things. But when Pastor Lonnie came to visit Bob in the hospital, sorry I'm being winded, but okay. um. He was telling Bob things he already knew and things that I'm learning. And it was a hidden comfort to Bob. And I saw the smile on his face when he was reassuring Bob of what he was going to see and how it was going to be. And it was just like that. Bob didn't have any more nightmares after that. He really didn't. Amen. He was at peace with the Lord. And five years ago when I lost my husband tragically, I wasn't in the same headspace. I took off for four days on an embarrassing event that I, you know, I didn't repeat. So that I'm proud of, you know, and it's, it's a struggle. But knowing all you guys love me and check in and getting the phone call from Deb, I was not aware about her loss and, you know, and I'm grateful that I was able to speak to her that day because we comforted each other. But I'm just so grateful for all of you. You yeah. have no idea. Like, his service is Saturday and it's far away. If anybody can come, it's great, but we're sending him a full military beautiful, beautiful. goodbye beautiful like his family and him want awesome. thank you beautiful thank you awesome you want anything to share um just mm -hmm. i have one more thing to share before you close. yeah go ahead um i just wanted to remind us um of what's been what god's been speaking here um every day there's the challenge to take another step of faith forward. And I loved what, um, I, 
I know that's what God was challenging us with during worship. Take a step of faith. Believe more in the power of my name than you did yesterday or five minutes ago. Believe my word and act on it. Because when you act on it, that is that step of faith. Now, we were reminded, and recently God spoke to us, about disappointment being something that tries to cancel your hope, to cancel your faith. We can't believe there. It's an emotion. And God wants to heal us of that feeling because it's a negative one. It's a faith canceler. It's, it's something to debilitate you from taking another step forward. So today we march forward in the word that God has been speaking to us, in the power of Jesus' name. And we do dance. I like that. I'm going to do a little crush that devil that stands in your way dance. Come on. I'm going to crush that devil that stands in my way. I'm not going to be afraid. We must take more steps of faith. We have to, to achieve the ultimate goal that Christ has for us. Amen? In your own personal destiny, in everything you do, in everything that seems to stand before you, every fear that wants to come up and cancel faith with memories of disappointments, I pray that our minds, the memory banks in our actual brains, that the memory banks are healed today in Jesus' name. That there is no more stinging pain, fearful memories of past failures. But we must move forward as the Apostle Paul did, as all the others that have gone before us. We move forward as overcomers. If we're overcomers, we're always going to have things to overcome. But the reason is so we can achieve the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. I love that dream that was shared here this morning. Because I want to tell you something. They use diamonds to cut things, right? They have diamonds. They have drills that have diamond heads on them because it's one of the toughest substance in in the earth realm that we know of. It takes crushing power, just as we heard, the crushing of the grapes to make new wine. It takes crushing power to to even create a diamond. And in that dream, here is this huge tub of uncut diamonds and rubies and sapphires. And in your dream, Jesus picked up a handful And as it left his hand and came upon you, it was as sparkling dust. The power in the hand of God. There's nothing in the natural realms that could do that and just like throw it. And so he's covering us with the finest of things. That's a symbol of power. It's also a symbol of wealth in the natural realms. But we are being given a wealth of heaven in these days. 
So I encourage you to remember, don't hold back. Keep walking forward with every step and crush every demonic, devilish thing that would be there to hold you back. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. No turning back. Glad to be back. God bless you. Really, really good. Now we don't have to go anywhere. Next door, the food bank. Surely grab your food, but also find someone that has a heart of need. Introduce yourself. Let them know that there's an extension of the hand of God that wants to touch their lives. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the work that you're doing, Father. Continue to make yourself known in the hearts of your people. Lord, this summertime, we continue to cover it with your presence and in anticipation of all the things that you are doing and about to do. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this fellowship of the saints. Let this altar of your presence continue, Father, to be that which causes people to see their hearts turned towards you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we love you. We bless you. You have a testimony? Well, hurry up and get up here. Come on. Come on up here. You're supposed to be. Come on, Ebenezer. Praise the Lord. I just want to say God has been good to me. For the let's say for the past four years, I was kind of you know looking into a job in New York. Like last year, I mean, it's like twenty five for one year and twenty five for another year. I was number thirty, so I I couldn't make it to the to the first group, but now I've made it to the second group. So I mean, I thank God. You know, there was a lot of people that went for that job. But God, you know, say, yo, Ebenezer, this time is your time. And so, I mean, very soon, I'll be, maybe by next month, I'll be moving to New York. Yeah, I'll be, I will, I will. <laughs> I will. Thank you, Tammy. He did really, really good. Because Tammy uh, used to take me, you know, back and forth to New York. That was when I first started. So I'm just, I'm really grateful to God, you know, that I'm out for this challenge, you know. For the past 10 years, you know, I've been doing food, restaurant, and all those stuff. So this is something new, a new field, a new environment, new people, you know. So it's like, I'm going to. I'm, I'm out for the challenge, and absolutely, thank you. Life without Christ, my mama always say, life without Christ is full of crisis. You can never take Christ out of your life. Life without Christ is full of crisis. So you never, you can't take Christ out of your life. Thank you. Absolutely. I'll be coming. Is your wife still coming? <laughs> 